0: Listener Production.
1: Australia Today's Morning Agenda.
2: Good morning, Madeline Palmer filling in for Natasha Belling. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 23rd of September. Federal Parliament is back, resuming sitting today for motions of condolences for Queen Elizabeth II after a two-week hiatus. It follows yesterday's National Day of Mourning, with the nation pausing for a minute's silence to honour the late monarch. Governor-General David Hurley led the memorial service at Parliament House in Canberra.
1: The passing of the Queen, while we knew it to be inevitable, has still struck with an impact that has exceeded any expectation here in Australia, in the United Kingdom and indeed across the globe.
2: But not everyone was in mourning yesterday with anti-monarchy protests taking place across the country. Hundreds took to the streets in Sydney, Melbourne, Canberra and Brisbane to chant the same message. Take a listen. That audio thanks to Channel 9. A Union Jack flag was even seen burning as part of the demonstrations in Melbourne in what has been called an act of solidarity with Indigenous Australians. While a protester was ejected from a commemorative service for the Queen in South Australia for carrying a sign also saying abolish the monarchy. In other news this morning, more chaos is expected at airports today with long queues causing expected delays for those travelling for the school holidays and tomorrow's AFL Grand Final. It comes after more than 85 flights in and out of Sydney's airport were cancelled yesterday with operations reduced to a single runway due to wet and wild weather. Around 100,000 people are expected to pass through Melbourne Airport this weekend, while the Victorian Government has fallen in line with other states, scrapping the mask mandate on public transport just in time for the Grand Final. We'll have more action on the AFL Grand Final coming up in sport with Brett Thomas. And it's been another wet night for south Queensland and New South Wales with a low-pressure system moving offshore today. Extra resources are being deployed across northern New South Wales with Lismore bracing for its third flood event this year. While a police officer in the Hunter region is set to be recommended for a bravery award after a flood rescue yesterday. Our reporter Hamish Finlay is in Newcastle and Hamish, the weather situation isn't easing.
1: That's right, Matty, a pretty harrowing reminder that if it's flooded, forget it, after three people, including a four-year-old boy, were rescued from floodwaters near Dungog, northwest of Newcastle, yesterday. Their car got stuck in a causeway and was largely submerged when police arrived. They were rescued by a local officer who made his way to the vehicle three times to bring them to dry land using only a rope as a safety line. They're all OK, but were treated for shock. It is a nerve-wracking time for many in the Hunter Valley, with areas still rebuilding from the last devastating floods again under flood watch.
2: Overseas now and some drafted Russians have fled to the country's border after Vladimir Putin announced the largest conscription of soldiers since World War II. Putin is trying to gather 300,000 people to join the fight with how to leave Russia, one of the most popular questions on Google in the country right now. Meantime, world leaders are meeting for a third day at the UN's General Assembly in the US with Russia's nuclear threat set to dominate discussions. And back home, Optus is continuing to deal with a major cyber attack that's potentially compromised customer information. The telco was hacked yesterday and is now working with the Australian Cyber Security Centre to mitigate any risks. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at at CanStar. And Effie, the fuel tax relief ends next Wednesday. What can we expect to pay at the Bowser, Effie?
0: Yeah, look, we've been told by the Treasurer that because millions of litres of fuel have been purchased at cheaper prices and stockpiled, that we shouldn't, you know, see a massive jump. But either which way, you know, 22 cents is about to be added back onto the price of our fuel. And I suspect a lot of us may want to fill up our tanks before price prices do move after this Wednesday deadline. Now, some fuel providers like 7-Eleven even offer customers the ability to lock in fuel prices for the next seven days. Now, they're claiming that uh, customers who did that saved on average around 17 cents per litre nationally, or about $6.65 per fill. Um, Look, there are other ways too, and I guess we're going to have to jump back onto those discount vouchers. The tip here is to stack them. And you could get up to 18 cents per litre discount on that. And some analysis by Canstar shows someone with an SUV could save about $165 per year in fuel by stacking those fuel discount vouchers. That's where, for example, you get a four cent litre discount, you put another 10 cents on litre and another four cents. It depends on all the memberships that they've got there. I guess it's going to be a case of we just can't be complacent. And uh, yeah, some more pain on the way. Yeah, definitely.
2: But speaking of savings, the market has been flooded with cashback offers and some homeowners are refinancing regularly just to cash in on these deals.
0: Yeah, look, this is interesting. We know that we have seen record volumes worth of loans being refinanced. Um, and the market now is flooded with cashbacks trying to get these customers who are wanting to refinance or about to roll off these fixed-rate loans. And the big four now will have cashback offers. Now, there is certainly an um, antidotal and evidence that suggests some homeowners are churning through home loan cashbacks, like they would say with credit card deals. They're refinancing from one lender to another to collect cashbacks. Um, and they sit around about the $5,000 mark for an average mortgage. Now, there's also plenty of talk on platform sites where homeowners have approached existing lenders and asked them for a cashback to stay. So they've done the reverse. That's something worth thinking about. The problem here is that if you are jumping from one deal to another, is typically you can only have one cashback per year if you refinance them with the same group. You also tend to be asked to move your salary transaction account to that new lender. And refinancing too often can have an impact on your credit score. And then, of course, you need to factor any refinancing fees into your mix here. Now, given it is uncommon for lenders not to have a condition around how long you've got to stay with them if you accept the cash, I can see homeowners doing this. Um, but you typically, the, the, the tip here is that, you know, the cheapest rate always wins out in the long run.
2: Yeah, definitely. And look, there's lots of talk around the US cash rate hikes, Effie. Look, how can we expect this will
0: affect us here? Yeah, this is um, this is this is actually disturbing, is because the Fed now, for the first time, is you know mentioning this R word, the recession, and basically it's saying it's going to do you know pull out all stops to to, to, to get this inflation under control. Um, and we saw that on Wednesday, Thursday morning here, it downgraded the economic outlook, and um, basically this high inflation inflation is stubborn, and it's uh, come out with a 075 percent rate hike, the third straight time. Now, of course, we're seeing other central banks increase their rates as well. The Bank of England has just announced its seven interest rate hike in less than a year um, as it battles you know, one of the highest levels of inflation for its economy. The Swiss National Bank has also raised its interest rate and bringing things back home the, the pressure for our RBA to tame its inflation rate. You've got the big four mixed here. Will the next rate hike be uh, 0.5 or 0.25? That's split there between the big four. Either which, either which way um, there is an impact here on our economy. If you got the, the, the world's greatest economy in a slowdown, in a recession, um, then the output is less there. It has a flow-on effect for us as well, on our dollar as well. So it's not good news.
2: No, it's definitely not. Tough times ahead. Thanks so much, Effie. Thank you. <laughs> Time to sport now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, good morning. Just one more sleep until the AFL Grand Final kicks off and the Swans have swung a selection surprise as they prepare to clash with the Cats.
1: Yes, good morning, Maddie. Absolutely. Now, Sam Reid has been under an injury cloud all week. He has been named, so he's overcome that groin strain, or at least it won't be enough to hold him back in the Grand Final tomorrow. But there's another big man who's been dropped. That's Logan McDonald. He's uh, just a young key forward. Played the last five games in a row, but he has been moved out of the side in favour of Hayden McLean. He hasn't played since round eight. Coach John Longmire explaining why. Yeah, it's tough for Logan. Tough to go to the team at any time, but in particular for a grand final, um, we just felt w- with uh, McLean coming in the team for this week, that's the specifics what we needed from him, and, and so we made the decision. So McDonald, the heartbreak story of grand final week. There's always one of those. Now the Cats are backing in Max Holmes, despite a hamstring niggle. Mark O'Connor, Sam Inagola, and Brandon Parfitt are the emergencies. Norm Smith medalist Steve Johnson has outlined how Sydney can beat his old team Geelong. Stevie J worked as an assistant coach at the Swans and he says they must pinpoint their passes going into attack.
0: The Swans really need to take the game on and try and change angles with ball in hand because the the Geelong defence, they work in such a a great strong formation behind the ball to try and get drop off and, and allow those guys to intercept marks.
1: And just on another uh, AFL issue at the moment, Hawthorne's racism review reportedly includes information from an assistant coach who has confirmed some elements of the alleged discrimination. It's unclear uh, what allegations have been backed up, but it comes after Lions coach Chris Fagan and his former Hawks coach, Alastair Clarkson, have strongly denied mistreatment of First Nations players.
2: Mm, Certainly, Brett. We'll keep a close eye on that one, but I just can't wait for tomorrow. And look, in the NRL tonight, the heat will be on in Townsville as the Cowboys battle the Eels.
1: Yeah, look, there's been a lot of uh, discussion about the conditions in Townsville, the Eels boarding uh, a private jet and how will they deal with the heat and the humidity. Cowboys coach Todd Payton thinks it's been a little bit overblown.
2: The heat has got as much uh, media attention as the Queen's funeral. So warmed up, it has, but it's quite mild still for us.
1: Now the Eels have been forced into a late change. Tom Opachek's failed to overcome a hamstring injury. He's been uh, replaced in the centres, so unfortunately he doesn't get to play. And then Alex Johnston, the the Bunnies star, is still rated just a 50-50 chance of lining up for South Sydney against uh, the Panthers tomorrow night.
2: The Socceroos beat New Zealand in their World Cup farewell game last night in Brisbane.
1: Yeah, look, it was a pretty scrappy affair. 1-0 they got across the line uh, against the Kiwis. Awam sensational strike from distance. Proved to be the match winner in the 33rd minute. Coach Graham Arnold telling 10, there's a lot to improve on. Yeah, you know, we've still got a long way to go, but as we've said, you know, New Zealand just got beat by Costa Rica and they could have easily qualified and... and I thought if there was one negative with us tonight, it was we lost a physical battle. And the Opals World Cup campaign is off to a rocky start. The Aussie women's basketball side beaten by France 70-57 to 57 last night. Lauren Jackson scored three points and one rebound in 10 minutes on court in her amazing comeback. The Opals must win three of their four remaining pool games, Maddie, to make the quarterfinals.
2: Certainly. And, look, massive weekend of sport ahead. Thanks so much for running through it with us, Brett. Thank you, Maddie. And every state, but Victoria is back to work today after yesterday's public holiday, but that could mean a couple of sickies. Andrew McKellar from the Australian Business Chamber says they're expecting some disruptions to productivity today.
1: We expect that there will be some inconvenience and disruption uh, for business and for their customers. Uh, there's no doubt that many businesses have already had a lot uh, to contend with. We would say this is an exceptional circumstance. It's a one-off. Uh, we've called for understanding and patience
2: So if you're thinking of having an extra long weekend by chucking a sickie today, come up with a good excuse. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. And you can also find the latest episode and a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Madeleine Palmer. Thanks for your company. Have a great day and enjoy your weekend.
0: i nah.